The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Marion McKeown, US Car from the Business Post, and Cal Thomas, a nationally syndicated columnist in the United States, join us for our weekly discussion on what's happening in the United States. Although it's China, Cal, that I'm really interested in this week. These extraordinary protests against Xi Jinping and the zero COVID policy, given the tension that there is between Xi and Joe Biden's administration. What is the American position on what's happening with the protests in China? Well, you're right, Matt. Uh, this is pretty remarkable. I don't think we've seen anything quite like this since the Tiananmen Square incident, where I was, actually, just before in Beijing, just before the troops came in and killed untold numbers of people. Uh, I'm always a little reluctant to second-guess American leadership when it's dealing with these dictators. You don't really change their behavior. But on the other hand, putting out a kind of a namby-pamby statement, if you're not going to say anything, don't say anything. But if you're going to say something, say something meaningful. Uh, The White House communications director yesterday said, we support uh, free speech uh, around the world. This reminded me of... uh, during the Obama administration when there were massive protests in Iran and the Ayatollah's government was uh, killing a lot of its own citizens, they put out a kind of a weak statement, too. I guess the cynic within me with respect to China uh, would think that maybe uh, the Biden administration thinks that President Xi has something on him and Hunter Biden, and so they don't want to uh, inflame him too much. But, ah, come uh, on. That could yeah, not... Well, I, well, you know, you never, I mean, there's a lot going on, and the, and the new Republican leadership in Congress has uh, said they're going to investigate some of this stuff, so we'll see. But uh, when you have a totalitarian regime that kills its own people, uh, I'm not sure that uh, this, you know, these kinds of statements are going to make any difference. America does kill its own people occasionally as well, albeit you'd say having gone through a legal process, but I'm sure the Chinese would say the same. Well... You know, you sound like uh, the uh, Iranian so-called journalist of the news conference of the FIFA World Cup yesterday who was challenging uh, one of the uh, uh, black American players. Tyler Adams, the captain. uh, Right. Said, uh, you know, why you you got racism and discrimination in your country. And I thought his answer was absolutely perfect. He said, I've traveled around the world and there's discrimination everywhere, but we're making progress in America. That was a great answer. Well, we might get back to that in a moment, but uh, Marion McKeown, I would have thought that the reason the American administration, the Biden administration, is being cautious at present is just to see how things play out with Xi Jinping, that saying anything inflammatory at the moment might be counterproductive. Well, exactly. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, and we've said this before so many times, like foreign relations are just a set of lousy options, really, as far as America is concerned with China. And you try and pick the least lousy and the least inflammatory. And there are so many other things going on at the moment. This is three dimensional chess squared. One of the biggest priorities for the Biden administration at the moment is to prevent, well, not prevent, but to persuade uh, President Xi not to help Russia with the, the war in Ukraine, not to give Russia support. That's got to take priority. That's because people are dying 
awful deaths in Ukraine every day at the moment. And that has to be a priority. And I respect the Biden administration if that is their priority. There are probably presumably multiple more. They had all those talks um, just a short while ago, uh, which weren't entirely productive. They've got other issues going on between them. And I think that you're right, that the US should take a wait and see approach. And, uh, you know, yeah, Cal, sure, the, the, the right to peaceful protest anywhere around the world is, you know, acknowledged. Uh, I do remember during the George Floyd protest, Donald Trump wants to shoot black protesters in the legs. You know, so I, th- I think that um, really uh, Biden is taking the, the correct approach at the moment. We'll see where it goes, but he is taking the correct approach. There is nothing the US can do about internal protests in China at the moment. And there's no point in making pointless inflammatory statements. Of course, also, it also has economic consequences, this zero COVID policy that's been, I think an awful lot of supplies between or from China to the rest of the world are being impacted about this. So what's happening though with COVID and the response to it is having a global economic consequence, Marion, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. And it'll continue to do so. And, you know, I mean, it's still in the United States. We have about 300, 320 people a day dying from COVID every day. You know, COVID hasn't gone away. There'll probably be a winter surge. Uh, and, and yes, the, the economic the supply chains, we're hearing about this nonstop. You know, it, it's still the, the global economy is still taking a battering as a result. Now, I'm going to surprise you, Cal, by saying I hope the United States thump Iran tonight in the World Cup qualifier, given the uh, way that the Iranians are treating their own people, particularly the women. Also, given the support that they have given to Russia in relation to its illegal invasion of Ukraine. This is one time where we can say unequivocally, the Americans are the good guys, Cal. This reminds me, Matt, of the uh, hockey game between the U.S. and the Soviet Union in, uh, in 1980. Uh, people who didn't necessarily follow hockey as a, as a regular fan uh, tuned in in droves. There were massive celebrations when, when we beat probably the best hockey team in the world. I think you're going to see that uh, with uh, this football game this afternoon in Qatar. Uh, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I've started watching some of these games. It's drawing me into it, and uh, I think the ratings are going to be huge. Uh, it, it, and I congratulate the Iranian players uh, for refusing to sing their national anthem in solidarity with the protesters and in defense of the women in Iran uh, and who don't want to be uh, continue to be treated as second class citizens. And uh, I also congratulate uh, the uh, U.S. soccer club that took that Islamic symbol off the Iranian flag. So uh, this is going to be a really interesting game. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Well, we'll be talking to Miguel Delaney in Qatar in just a few moments about the build-up to the that match and all the other World Cup news. But uh, we have to give Donald Trump a mention, Marion McCone, because uh, he's had dinner with Kanye West and it doesn't seem to have gone very well. Well, you know, I I really do look forward to the day when we will have, when we'll be going, Donald Trump, oh yeah, he used to be the president. Uh, yeah, of course, he can't stay out. He just can't help himself. He can't stay out of the limelight. Uh, you know, the, this dinner where Kanye West allegedly um, phoned Donald Trump and asked him, could he come for dinner and bring um, Nick Fuentes with him, etc. Just tell um, us about who Nick Fuentes is again. Well, Nick Fuentes is this 24-year-old. He's the founder of America First. He is a virulent anti-Semitic. He's a virulent racist. He's a, an unabashed white nationalist. He has said things about Jewish people and, and you know, about white nationalists that I just wouldn't repeat. I wouldn't give him the oxygen. Um, he's an idiot, but a dangerous idiot. He um, 
had the he he had the American First um, sort of. Uh, conference last year in Florida, uh, which Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar spoke at, it was just a, it was just a bunch of neo Nazis. It's shocking. I saw them in Florida outside the CPAC conference. They had swastikas on flags, and they were giving neo Nazi salutes as people were going into the CPAC conference. They are on. They are just unremittingly dreadful people. Anyway, Donald Trump um, invited them for dinner. Invited Nick Fuentes and Kanye West for dinner. Do not believe for a second that Donald Trump did not know who was coming to dinner. He's a former president. If nothing else, do you think the Secret Service would let somebody in that he'd never met before? They had no idea who it was. Everybody who goes to Mar-a-Lago is vetted and checked. Uh, so Donald Trump knew who he was, uh, and he certainly is aware of Kanye West's comments. And apparently, they were all having dinner together. And the only time Trump got upset was when Kanye West asked Trump to be his vice president in his presidential <laughs> run. <laughs> at which point Donald Trump exploded and started saying, you're a loser, you're a loser. Well, you know, Donald Trump has a bit of a losing record when it comes to politics as well. That was the one bit where I did laugh. I thought, oh God, I would love to have been a fly in the wall in Mar-a-Lago for that particular exchange. Um, but the whole thing is a disgrace. And the Republican Party is also a disgrace in its mealy mouse response. There were a couple of senators and Mike Pence, who came out and sort of, you know, condemned it, but then said, I don't believe Donald Trump is an anti-Semite, etc., etc. You know, it's not about talk, it's about actions. If he is hosting a, a notorious anti-Semite, notorious white nationalist. It was yeah. said that he didn't actually invite Fuentes, that Fuentes turned up with Kanye West, who was the Nobody invitee. Nobody turns up, Matt. Nobody turns up at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I've been down there. Look, you don't get in the door. It's an but that's because it's you, Marion. For security. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 that's, I, that's even more insulting <laughs> that I, I would be less, less acceptable than Nick Fuentes. Or Kanye West. <laughs> well, he's got more money, let's face it. Uh, but, but look, Donald Trump saying he didn't know. This was like when he, David Duke, when David Duke um, endorsed Trump and Trump goes, oh, I don't know who David Duke is. Everyone in America knows who David Duke is. You know, it's ridiculous. And as I say, Kevin McCarthy hasn't said a word. The would-be new um, leader, Speaker of the House, Mitch McConnell, who I think has just stuck his head in the sand or, you know, has just got into a bunker somewhere, hasn't said a word. They should be speaking out. It shouldn't be a handful of senators and a handful of people with their eye in the presidency who see this as a political opportunity. Okay, I want to finish on a good news story with you, Cal. Tell us about the story of Melissa Highsmith, please. You know, Matt, I just learned about this today, uh, courtesy of your uh, tremendous producer. Uh, this is a, a woman, uh, she, she's from Fort Worth, Texas, in the middle of the country. Her name is... Uh, Melissa uh, Highsmith. Uh, yes, thank you. I was just looking out for her. She, uh, she was uh, uh, kidnapped by a babysitter when she was a child. The woman who was the mother of, of the baby uh, advertised for a babysitter and apparently didn't vet her, uh, if you could do that sort of thing, 50 years ago uh, sufficiently. And the, the woman made off with a child who was uh, not found. Uh, police couldn't find her. No, no law enforcement people could find her. It was the DNA test through this wonderful 23andMe uh, system that they have out there that finally located her in the state of South Carolina and uh, reunited her with her, her mother. This is, as you say, one of the really good news stories, and uh, it's just an amazing thing. And thanks to technology and, 
and the, the continued belief by the woman's family that she could be found, uh, they have been reunited. It's one of those heartwarming stories around this time of year that we like to have. Thank you very much, Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-